Hello everyone, this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn, Educate, Discover. On this podcast, we invite people from different professions on each of our episodes and we ask them a range of questions to try and understand what their job is all about. The goal of this podcast is to try and educate our listeners about as many different kind of jobs as we can so that someone listening to the show can decide does a certain job sound interesting to them and if yes, how do they go about exploring it further. Now on today's episode, we're not going to be exploring a specific job as such, but instead we'll be hearing from someone about their career path and their career strategy. Our guest today is David Salazar and David is the head of marketing for Amazon Business. Amazon Business is one of the product offerings from Amazon and David heads up marketing for it. And in today's episode, he's going to be sharing some of the decisions that he took early in his career, which have served him well. And he's going to be sharing his advice for early career professionals. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy today's episode. You'll find it helpful, hopefully. And um, before we get into the discussion, let me, of course, ask you that if you find this podcast helpful, if you find what we are doing useful to you, please leave a review. Leave a review on whichever app you're using to listen to the podcast, because that's what helps spread the word. Of course, share what we are doing with your friends, your colleagues, your family members. And if you have any ideas, any suggestions, if you just want to say hello, drop us a mail. You can email us at hello at learneducatediscover.com. And of course, you should sign up for our newsletter. That's where we share updates on new episodes as well as a lot of other resources. So you can sign up for our newsletter on learneducatediscover.com. All right, now let's hear from David. Hey, David. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, it's interesting how we got connected. Uh, one of the listeners of the podcast, her name is Shruti, who is a student at the business school that you went to, Marshall School of Business. And she mentioned that you were her mentor and she really admires the way you've just done things. And uh, she highly recommended you to come on the podcast. So thank you for accepting. Absolutely. And yeah, my experience with, with that program has been fantastic. So I'm glad that uh, the mentees feel the same. Yeah, and we, we'll definitely touch upon the whole mentor-mentee thing uh, later on in the discussion. Uh, but to kick things off, uh, why don't you just tell us a very quick summary of uh, what you're doing right now at Amazon? Sure. So I'm currently working with Amazon Business. Amazon Business is Amazon's B2B marketplace. Our vision is to become the preferred marketplace for procure and procurement solution for business buyers. I head up marketing and marketing is really responsible for the brand as well as driving its awareness and driving adoption of Amazon business. Mm -hmm. And the marketing team is comprises various functions ranging from marketing automation, business intelligence, paid media, product marketing, and even field marketing. Oh, I see. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. And um, Amazon business is relatively young. Uh, we officially launched three years ago. I've been with the organ with Amazon business for that in- the entirety of the three years. Uh, so it's been uh, a great experience to see uh, the growth and the positive feedback uh, that we're getting from business customers. Today, Amazon Business serves a million business customers in the U.S. Interesting. Yeah, so it sounds like you've been with the team right from its inception, uh, which I'm sure is quite an experience. 
So just to understand your function a little bit very quickly. So you mentioned that you head up marketing for Amazon business. And and so that is the overall, so that includes things like brand marketing and product marketing and field marketing and everything else. That's accurate. So I'll give you a couple examples in each of those different areas. Uh, so brand is essentially the look, feel, tone, voice uh, of the Amazon brand. The awareness is its namesake, is, is essentially making sure that we're uh, con- in, within the consideration of uh, procurement managers and, and business owners uh, when they're thinking about uh, where to buy the products that they need to run their businesses. Um, other components uh, like product marketing really come into play as Amazon Business introduces new features and functions. Uh, it's important that we match those features and functions with the customers, the existing customers uh, who would benefit most from them. So a good example would be uh, guided buying. Uh, Some of our business customers early on let us know that the ability to curate selection uh, was something, a feature that was quite important to them. Uh, This tended to be larger organizations and, and enterprises. And so as we introduced that feature, Uh, It's my team's job to then go and really frame how it is that we're going to talk about it, who the right customer segment is, and then how do we engage uh, the right individuals within the businesses that would benefit from said feature. Yeah, that that makes sense. So how big is your team now, the overall marketing team? It fluctuates um, between 20 and 30 people. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, All right, so you, you mentioned that you've been working on this product for about three years. Uh, Can you also give us a quick summary of your career path? Yes. So out of undergrad, uh, so I got an undergrad, a business undergrad, and I went to go work for, at that time, Taylor Nelson Software. It's a very large research firm, market research firm. Uh, Today it's part of the WPP group. And in that role, uh, I was there for, I believe, three or four years, uh, we were lucky enough to work with a lot of very large and successful marketing organizations. So companies, uh, CPG companies like Procter & Gamble, um, automotive companies like Toyota. And so early on, I got a broad exposure to the way that different organizations approached marketing and the types of insights that they were looking to uncover. Uh, to really drive that marketing and, and understand how to solve problems for customers. I After the four years, I actually went and uh, started a boutique market research company. So this is uh, early 2000s when a lot of comp- companies were really interested in, in growing their uh, market share with the Hispanic population. Hmm. And so the boutique firm that I started with a business partner uh, was solely focused on the serve Hispanic uh, market. So helping uh, large national brands uh, grow their segment share uh, with the Latino population. After about four years um, with the boutique company, I decided to go back to business school. uh, And my end goal was really to transition over into marketing. Mm -hmm. And I saw business school as a good way to make that transition, particularly because in business school, uh, you 
make the connections and uh, certain companies come and recruit on campus. And so there's already a formalized process and and um, the companies that are recruiting are uh, open to career switching. And thankfully, it essentially uh, worked uh, the way that I wanted or I was hopeful that it would work out, which is uh, I really wanted to make sure that I ended up with a strong more marketing organization. In my mind, it was a you know strong brand marketing organization. And I did. Uh, I, I ended up working with uh, Target out of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't end up in the exact role that I wanted, but uh, because I, I joined their guest insights team. But uh, very quickly, like within 12 months, I had already transitioned over to their brand marketing team. Uh, and so uh, I was able to really pick up the skills and uh, get the experience that I sought uh, as it related to brand marketing. Hmm. Now, in 2012, I transitioned over to Amazon. And the driver behind that was primarily my desire to want to continue to expand my skill set, particularly as it related to uh, e-commerce. And so when I was thinking about, you know, where to do that best, um, you know, Amazon was was top of mind, and and thankfully, uh, they also saw uh, value that I could bring to the organization. Uh, so I did make that transition, uh, still in a marketing capacity, but a very different uh, type of marketing um, from Target uh, over to Amazon. And that's what brings me to where I am now. So I've been with Amazon uh, coming up on six years. Uh, I mentioned early on that it's been Amazon business for the last three years, but prior to that, I had a role in uh, consumer electronics as well as Amazon's app store. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was a very, very uh, easy to understand, very well-structured answer, which is always uh, nice to get from a guest on the podcast. So um, a couple of questions on, on what you mentioned. Uh, so j- just for the clarif- uh, for clarification for listeners, uh, you mentioned that you, you, know, you got into market research out of undergrad. What was your undergrad in? Uh, business administration. Okay, okay. Uh, at, at what point in your career did you develop an interest in marketing? Because you, you've been in some field of marketing or the other right from the get-go. So were you always interested in marketing? And if yes, how did that interest happen for you? No, I, I think I was quite open in terms of a path immediately upon graduation and by happenstance, I ended up working uh, for TNS, and I started to develop this fondness of marketing through that experience. Mm. And it was particularly driven by really what I think marketing stands for, which is essentially understanding people, understanding their motivations, and understanding their problems, and coming up with solutions for how to solve those problems. Um, and so that I think had, um, I had a natural inclination to that just personality wise too. Um, I do enjoy talking with people. I do enjoy getting to know people mm-hmm. and understanding differences, um, in lifestyles and needs. And so I think, uh, that's, that's what drove uh, the interest in the field. Interesting. Yeah. So in your work initially in market research, you got close to this field. So right. Right at the beginning of your career, you may not have been very consciously choosing to go into marketing or market research, 
But now that you were in market research, you realized that marketing was something that was interesting to you and you seemed to have a knack for it. And then that's how you decided to then pursue it. I would agree with, with that. Uh, so again, I was very fortunate to work uh, with top-notch marketing teams. So, you know, brand managers um, with top CPG companies and spending time with them because I did spend quite a bit of time with them, particularly when we were doing qualitative research, uh, which involves going into the market and doing uh, interviews or focus groups. Um, that's when I started to really develop upon this. Yeah. For the so, yeah, okay. So another thing that you mentioned, which I think really stands out for me, is that uh, you mentioned that you know you, you decided to go back to business school primarily because you wanted to transition into marketing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you had in your mind was that you wanted to work in a, in a company that was exceptional at marketing or the best at marketing, uh, which is why, I mean, all, most CPG companies, top CPG companies are, you know, really good at marketing. Uh, but you were not able to go into core marketing. You got into a guest insights team. So That's right. uh, was there some, like, did you go through any kind of decision-making process at that time to, you know, do marketing, but maybe at a firm, you know, which is not as well known as Target versus going into a team, which is not exactly the function that you're interested in, but at a company that might be more interesting to you? Yes, absolutely. So that definitely was a decision that I had to make. Uh, I did have a competing offer uh, with a different company that would have been in a marketing capacity. But again, I didn't see that particular organization as being exceptionally strong in the field. And so based on some advice that I received um, to essentially just get in with an organization. And then once you have the ability to network and, and demonstrate your value, uh, in these large corporations, uh, you know, like a target, like an Amazon, um, it is fairly easy to move around. And thankfully that's exactly what I experienced. So, uh, you know, I started with guest insights. Um, actually in hindsight, I'm glad that I started in guest insights because, I wasn't learning 90, 100% of my job. Uh, I felt from the early days that I was able to uh, add to value to the organization and, and show some contributions because Guest Insights was still pretty early in those days for Target. And I had that pretty extensive market research background. So I found myself teaching my colleagues um, things about market research in general. Hmm. And they in turn, uh, were teaching me about retail and teaching me about, you know, brand marketing and target. So it was a nice symbiotic relationship. And then, you know, I was open about my desire to move in marketing, which I think is important too, is, is be, uh, be clear in terms of, uh, where you want to be. And you'll find that, uh, people for the most part, uh, are willing to help and, and help guide you towards that goal. Um, as long as you're very clear with where it is that you want to end up. Hmm. So this, this is, a, you made a couple of really, really uh, important points there. So one is that uh, you were very clear about how it was more important to go into an organization that you are more interested in working at, even if it's not in the exact function uh, that you want to get into. But once you're in, then uh, if you're able to demonstrate your value and build uh, the right relationships, you can move around. 
So that was a conscious decision that you took. And B, once you're inside, you're, uh, you know, you, you gave an example of how you used your experience in this guest insights team to sort of bring, bring something to the table to the people who were in marketing. And that's how you sort of demonstrated your value. So could you give, uh, elaborate a little bit more on this? You know, let's say, let's say someone else is in a similar position. And let's say, for example, you know, they're in one function, they want to move into another function. How did you go about building these relationships? And to the extent that you're sort of demonstrating your value through the work that you're doing, uh, I'm just trying to figure out like, if you can give an example of how they started seeing that beyond uh, the, the fact that you were interested in going into marketing, but really valuing your inputs and insights. Yes. So it's a tenet that I still use to today, which is, and it's not, I, I definitely have colleagues um, and we hire people that um, are completely new to e-commerce, completely new to retail, and they're successful. So it's not the only path, but it's a path that I feel comfortable with and has worked for me, which is really look, uh, whenever I look for a new opportunity, it's it's typically an opportunity where I can bring 50%, uh, but I'm also going to learn 50%. And so I can give you examples of that being the case throughout my career. So we've already talked about that at Target. Then I would say it was the same uh, for the transition from Target over to Amazon.com. So what I was bringing to Amazon.com was a deep understanding of retail in addition to brand marketing. What Amazon.com was giving me was uh, exposure to e-commerce and uh, digital marketing. And then even within Amazon, uh, after my first two years, uh, when I was deciding uh, my next role, uh, I chose the App Store because I didn't know much about the app industry and it seemed like an important channel for marketing. And so uh, when I went and had a coffee chat with that director, uh, again, I think he evaluated the strengths that I would bring to the team and the components of the role that he would have to teach me. And it made sense for him. So the gap that he had to close was reasonable enough uh, that he was willing to take a risk on me. Hmm. And then after that, uh, the same with Amazon business. So before I started with Amazon business, I was not a B2B. I did not have B2B experience. But what I brought to the table was extensive marketing experience, as well as a good understanding of how Amazon approaches business. Uh, and so, again, that was mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the contribution that that particular hiring manager um, recognized and was willing to teach me the other side, which was B2B. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's that's super helpful. Thank you for sharing. Uh, another question that this brings up for me is that uh, how on what basis are you deciding that now is the time for me to move from X to Y? Why 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 move? Like once you were in Amazon, as an example, you were already in App Store, a really good team. Why move to Amazon business? I wanted to learn something new. Uh, so pick up a new skill set is one driver. The other driver is trying to look ahead and and think about what sort of uh, you know skills will be useful in the future. So I think that that happened when I transitioned from Target to Amazon, and I would say that that's actually happened to me right now. Um, I 
I see data science as a very critical component of marketing. And so I have formally taken up uh, data science courses. I have started to take data science projects on uh, at work and make inroads with uh, the Amazon business big data team. So, you know, working much closer with them and understanding, uh, you know, what sort of software they use or how they, um, you know, mine databases and whatnot. So those are typically the two drivers. I, so you you wanted to learn more about this analytical side of marketing, which made you move. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, I haven't moved, but um, this I think would be a good example of how I'm thinking. You know, three to five years in the future, hmm. and and really starting now in terms of uh, developing that skill set. So, uh, do you have a vision for where you want to be five years from now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. So, I would love. I'd love to be a VP of marketing analytics. Got it. Yeah, that's how. So you, so you, you have a very clear idea of this is where I want to be five years from now. These are the skills that I will need to get there, and then you're figuring out what's the best way to get there. You got it. Okay. So apart from this sort of the fifty-fifty approach, where you're uh, bringing something to the table fifty percent, and then you're learning the other fifty percent on the on the next job. What else do you think, what what are some other critical things that you've done in your career so far, which you think have been instrumental to the success that you've seen? Curiosity, uh, constant learning and desire for self-improvement, I think uh, are maybe nice to haves in the past, but they're now critical uh, in, in the era that we currently live because things uh, are changing uh, so much faster. And so uh, I do find it helpful that I, I have this natural curiosity in terms of, um, hey, how is it that you did that? And why did you do it this way? And so uh, I, and this is probably another benefit of being in the marketing function is that you there is a lot of cross uh, category or cross-functional collaboration. So I work quite closely with the finance team. I'll work quite closely with the product team. I mentioned big data. Uh, and so I make it a point to uh, try to learn as much as of their functions and roles and how it is that uh, they do their jobs uh, just to make me a more effective partner. Mm. Are there things that you wish you'd done differently at any point in your career? Yeah, I would have. Um, earlier on, I would have liked to have dedicated more time to uh, technical skills. Mm. And so again, where those, uh, skills were probably nice to have maybe five, even just five years ago. Um, nowadays, um, I think I'd say it's almost expected when, at least when, you know, marketing managers are getting started that, you know, they have some sort of computer programming, uh, knowledge, whether it's HTML, uh, Java, or XML, they or and or that they have uh, the ability to mine databases because they know SQL or uh, automate certain processes before they know Python. So those are all things that uh, I'm learning now, but would have benefited had I been more proactive about learning them earlier on in my career. 
Uh, this is very interesting that you mentioned this because for a lot of people, they assume that if you're going into a, uh, you know, a, a non-edge kind of role, you know, like, like marketing or PR, then you don't really need to have technical skills. So can you, uh, is this something that you look at when you're hiring people? I do. And again, um, obviously I'm just, um, this is my personal opinion and I definitely know of uh, successful individuals in public relations and marketing that don't have the technical skills. But uh, I definitely look at at that. And I think it has more to do with the type of marketing that is done at Amazon uh, versus maybe the type of marketing that is done at other organizations. They may not put such a strong onus on the quantitative abilities and the technical skills. But within Amazon, the type of marketing that we do, uh, it is necessary. Yeah, we did have someone from Marketing Analytics on the podcast, and he mentioned the same thing, that you need to be able to go in and scrape data and derive insights. Uh, he was a customer analytics manager, so I guess that's a function within marketing. Um, was uh, with Amazon or with another organization? No, this was, this was another organization, but, but a Silicon yeah. Valley-based tech company. Yeah. Here's a here's a good here's a good um, comparison. So, at other organizations uh, that I've had exposure to, uh, there are the marketing folks, and then there are the analytics folks. And so, anytime that a marketing professional needs to have a certain question answered, uh, they typically open a sim or file a trouble ticket, and then somebody. Uh, on the analytics uh, side of it, we'll go and pull that data. Now, when I arrived at Amazon, Amazon is a very self-service culture. And so when I had those questions, it was, you know, here's the data <laughs> yeah. banks, yeah. go at it, right? And so, um, which was super refreshing because you, I, I definitely recognize the value um, in that that dive deep exercise, really getting to understand the nitty gritty, the granularity, um, and then also the efficiency. So, uh, you know, I was able to get the things I needed as quickly as I needed versus queuing uh, and waiting for someone else to uh, get to the, yeah. you know, get to the problem. Yeah. So another thing that I want to talk about is is you know the whole mentor mentee relationship and finding a good mentor. So you mentioned that when you were at business school, your mentor gave you advice that you should try and pick a good organization, even if it's not the function, which is exactly aligned with what you want to do, because then you can move around inside, uh, provided you can demonstrate your value. So uh, was this mentor through some sort of official program that your business school had, or was it a relationship that you were able to form on your own with someone? It was the former, but I can tell you that the the formal relationships work out maybe 50% of the time. Um, and the ones that are truly long lasting uh, sometimes start from there. Like I can think of uh, a handful of relationships where I am the mentee or the mentor, which started off uh, formally, uh, but have been long lasting. And, and the common thread is... Um, is just a good connection, a personal connection is formed. 
because I can also think of times when I've been set up with a mentor or vice versa, and um, we just weren't successful at establishing that personal relationship, and uh, the longevity was much shorter. Hmm. So uh, do you, uh, as a mentor, as a mentee, what is it that you do to uh, keep up your relationship with someone? Because I'm assuming that most of the time, you know, it's not like you're on the same team or the same organization. Uh, there, there might be many years of differences also. So how do you keep that connection? The ones that uh, work the best is when we have um, monthly meetings. So I'm thinking of a mentee that I have here at Amazon, and she's really good about making sure that at least once a month we're getting together for coffee. And uh, she's really good, too, about having – it's not a formal agenda, but I can tell that every time we meet, uh, she already has a list of questions or, or topics that she wants to discuss, thought through. And so uh, it just makes for – uh, really productive meetings. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a fairly frequent, uh, you know, schedule for meeting. So, how how did this person form this connection with you? How, how would you recommend? Let's say, you know, I don't have any access to programs, and you know, but I but I realize that having a mentor is is important to my career. How do you suggest someone can find a mentor? Well, so in this particular case, her manager put us together. So, um, I had worked with him. Actually, he had been my mentor, funny enough. Uh, my formal mentor when I started at Amazon. And, uh, so he recommended that she reach out. We had coffee, um, you know, established a good rapport. And so continued it. And it's been probably three years now, maybe actually four. She's, she's been here four years. Um, but if that's not an option for someone, uh, what I like to do is reach out and 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 request informationals in coffee chats. So, you know, people are are busy, but a lo- most of the time uh, you'll be able to get 15 minutes out of somebody uh, just for a quick informational. And you can use the the premise of just want to get to learn more about you know what it is that you're doing, your organization, your team, your role. Um, and that in itself, you know, spending that time and uh, having that discussion uh, usually is enough to get a feel for, um, yeah, is this a good relationship? Is this something that, uh, you know, we should continue to invest time in uh, that would be mutually beneficial? Yeah. And, and you would agree that a mentor is critical to your career, right? I think so. Like, I think a lot of people... Um, maybe get a little too hung up on the formal mentor-mentee uh, relationship. Mm. But without a doubt, um, ye, it's very helpful to have somebody um, that's further along in their career uh, to give you uh, unbiased uh, feedback and, and advice uh, on career decisions that you have to make. Yeah. Okay. And since you uh, mentor so many students – do you see any common mistakes that uh, like any patterns that are emerging across the many students that uh, you're mentoring or have mentored in the past? Yeah, so I would say the inability or one thing that is important is the ability to look two, th- three steps ahead. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I have talked about it uh, today, which is uh, I didn't say no to Target because they weren't offering me the marketing role. Uh, I saw that if I got in uh, with a market research role, that down the line I could uh, you know, transition into a marketing role. So uh, I often see um, students that have formalized this idea of exactly what it is that they need to do uh, next. And so there's, they're too rigid and they lack the uh, flexibility to really um, take advantage of, of opportunities that may not be uh, exactly what it is that they want. Mm-hmm. And so for those people, uh, the advice that I typically give them is to come up with some sort of framework that allows you to prioritize what it is that's important. So whether it's a specific function that's important, whether it's a specific type of company or type of industry that's important. Uh, For many people, it's the geography, right? I need to be in New York. I need to be in Southern California. Um, So really um, do that evaluation of what it is that's important to you. And then that will help help guide you and, and make decisions that um, hopefully you're happy with. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think uh, this is very clear from the discussion that we're having right now, uh, that you seem to have been very clear about what you wanted to do very early on. Uh, and that's probably helped you sort of, that's your North Star almost, right? That that's guiding you in uh, in the various directions that you've taken, uh, but you know where you're heading towards. Let's say a student is, uh, you know, maybe they realize the importance of having clarity around what they want to do, but let's say they don't have it. Uh, you know, maybe they have clarity around location, but that could be pretty broad, right? Like, I, I want to work in the U.S., but there are many different things that you can mm-hmm. do. Uh, is, is there a way to develop that? It's probably a broad question, but, you know. No, no, no. It's a good question because um, I'm sure you you know as well, too, um, maybe interaction with your colleagues or mentees. A lot of people are struggle with uh, what do I want to be when I grow up? And um, so I think my advice would be to boil it down to uh, some simple components. So um, maybe today it sounded like I've always had clarity, but uh, I think that what that's maybe giving me way too much credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what it is is uh, having an idea of what my strengths are and what it is that I like and then looking for uh, areas where uh, I can make the best use of of those strengths and and um, interest. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, are there any resources that you would like to recommend to students? You know, any uh, books, articles, and in the context of this discussion, anything that might be helpful for someone who's still early in their career, uh, but could help them, you know, think more about it or think strategically about it. Yes, if we're talking uh, specifically about marketing, the publications that I tend to read the most would be things like Ad Age, uh, Ad Week, even Fast Company, uh, Forbes, uh, and then I I like uh, tech, and so I, I tend to read a lot of articles uh, from Wired. Uh, but in today's age, the ability to keep uh, informed and up to date uh, is, is so easy that there isn't an excuse. So I'll give a plug to uh, Flipboard. Uh, so f- I use Flipboard quite a bit to 
uh, designate uh, my areas of interest. Mm -hmm. And every day I get, um, you know, 10 articles uh, recommended to me. And I'll make it a point to read two or three of them uh, just to really uh, stay up to date with uh, what's going on in the world and, and what different companies are up to. Yeah, it's definitely a nice app. I use it a lot also. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, David. We're pretty much at the end of the discussion. Thank you. I think the kind of advice you shared, for me, the biggest takeaway is the 50-50 approach, which I think is is very, very actionable for, for a lot of people where uh, you have a clear understanding of here's here's what I, I can bring to the table and then here's what I can learn on the job. So there is a little bit of, there's something for me as well as for the other side. So that's great. Um, is there any parting advice you'd like to share with students? Any any other thing? Any anything else that you'd like to share with someone who's still early in their career? I would summarize um, things that I said earlier, which is um, be flexible and ready to adjust uh, to the constant changing environment, and then just recognize that we're entering an era where constant learning and self improvement uh, are necessary, and so. Uh, embrace it. Embrace that curiosity and that uh, and and constant learning. All right. Thank you so much. Take care and uh, thank you. Yeah. Bye bye. Take care. Yeah. All right. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. Just before you leave, do remember to sign up for our newsletter on our website, learneducatediscover.com, where we share updates on new episodes, a lot of career-oriented resources, and a lot of other inspiring stories and videos and podcasts that we find online. So do check it out at learneducatediscover.com. You'll also find the library of all the other podcasts that we've done in the past on the website. Of course, if you have any questions at all, or if you just want to say hello, you can always email us. Just drop us a mail at hello at learneducatediscover.com or tweet at us at LED underscore curator. That's LED underscore C-U-R-A-T-O-R. Of course, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash learneducatediscover or you can also subscribe to the podcast on either iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and for your time. And until the next one, Bye-bye.